0: Ayo, all aboard and welcome, it's about to be on. Grab a couple of cones, cause we about to be gone to the Caribbean. Seven days and eight nights, got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light. Yeah, we always be booked, we got our drinks in the sky. From New York City to the USVI is that a full margarita, man? Finish it up, cause we about to run the be like Forrest forest gone. Finding pockets on the Lido, oh, she ain't gotta be a 10. Cause we did the things, and we'll do them again. Tonight's the white party, but we blacking it out, cause we got the drink packed. Yeah, we're maxing it out Everybody come on, I said sound that horn Cause we gotta get away to where the police from Yeah
1: All aboard and welcome ladies and gentlemen to the always be booked cruise cast show coming to you not quite live from Long Island, New York. Welcome everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Tommy Casabona. I am your host. Most of you know who I am. Some of you don't. Some of you have met me. We have all sorts of different levels of relationships that we have, but that's not what's important here today. There's a few things that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the last cruise I went on, which was just a couple of days ago, but before that, we are going to welcome everybody to, I guess, the channel. Any new listeners we might have, I think there might be a couple. Uh, I want to remind everybody that this show, I've been told, has been an acquired taste. Uh, I have a little bit of initial obnoxiousness that you have to power through. But you will acquire the taste. You kind of, you know, uh, you come on board to all the nuances and you kind of get to know, you know, I'm, I'm I'm not that annoying, obnoxious New Yorker people think about when they just first hear me. They realize I'm a nice, endearing soul who just loves to cruise and travel, not unlike most of you guys out there. So it is an acquired taste. And i uh, Listen in. Keep listening, so you can acquire the taste. And also, uh, we have a Facebook group. It is called the Always Be Booked Cruisers. uh, I'm sorry, the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge. It is a group on Facebook. You'll see the page. The page is not a lot of activity on uh, the Always Be Booked page. When I say page, it's uh, a a lot of them are kind of the business page per se. But we we. Do most of our interacting, most of our community building, most of our kind of, I guess, hazing, uh, question answering, uh, in the in the group, always be booked cruise and travel lounge. We also have an Instagram, always be booked. There is a YouTube channel and it's been inactive for a while, but we're going to wake up that beast a little bit with a nice ship tour of the Norwegian gem. Guys, I want to remind everybody also, I know it's a lot of housekeeping at the top, but we do have a group cruise coming up. If you're a new listener, if you're an old listener, if you haven't been on the last group cruise, if you have, you should consider joining us for Pirates and Pier Runners Part 2, Aruba Nights. That's right, this is a eight-day cruise, to Aruba, Curacao... What's the other one? I think uh, San Juan, Puerto Rico, if I'm not mistaken. And it's going to be amazing. I am really, really excited about the 12 hours that we are going to get in Aruba. And uh, it's going to be a blast. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com if you have any interest in inquiring about what this cruise is going to be like. And if you might want to find out some information to see if you want to join or not. Anyway... Holy crap guys, we did a cruise. I and I and I keep saying we. There's no we about it. It's I, it's me, myself. This was my I believe it was third solo cruise. I've been on uh, uh, 29 cruises, I believe is the number, and 3 of them over the years has been have been solo. Now, all three solo cruises were cruises that I booked because I basically wanted a quick getaway i wanted to go and i wanted to uh not necessarily even inquire about who was free when i was like you know what i got it i got a fever and the only cure is a cruise so i basically booked this thing the only other ones were the breakaway and that was uh around the same time of year on uh out of new york city as well Basic cruise, Florida, Bahamas, and then I did that. I really enjoyed that uh, paradise, uh, Carnival Paradise out of Tampa, which was a unique experience on multiple levels. Enjoyed the hell out of that one, too. But this was a different one. We talk about cruising, ladies and gentlemen, right? We dissect cruising. We dive deep into cruising. And what I often say is there are different types of cruises. Why do you go on this particular cruise? Sometimes it's a family cruise. sometimes it's a friend's a crew driven cruise. Sometimes it is a ship driven cruise it's a brand new ship or a class of ships that you haven't particularly experienced yet, and you want to get your hands on that uh, and then sometimes there is which, which 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 what was this past cruise, which was a itinerary driven cruise. Sometimes, I don't know, late at night, do you ever get into that YouTube web where, you know, you're just seeing those mountains. The way those mountains in the Eastern Caribbean bounce off that sky, then they bounce off that beach and then into that water. That just kind of that, you know, uh, if you see helicopter shots or drone shots of a lot of those islands, oftentimes you can't tell one from the other. You just know they're gorgeous. And what i knew this time around is that i wanted to get on one of those or in this case several of those and the thing was is that i know i have a lot of work coming up you know that's a whole different story i was thinking in my mind there's a busy season of work about to come up and what i would love to do is you know what start that off start that work season off and really kind of get some real r and r Deep into the Caribbean. Now, this cruise is unique in a couple of different ways. Because, A, what it do? It broke a record. It broke a record as the Norwegian gem is the cruise ship that I have officially spent the most nights on in my 28-year cruise career. Crazy, right? Norwegian gem. I think it's like 35 hours or something like that. And they've all been long cruises. Another record. I have never... I've uh, been on a cruise this long before. I've never done a 10-dayer. I've done two or three nine-day cruises, but I've never done a 10-day cruise. This was the first one. And then another one, since you know we talked about itineraries and the itinerary changes, uh, St. Thomas got replaced for Antigua. And by going to Antigua, I broke the record, the personal record, of the furthest south and the furthest east I've ever been to. Interesting to some people. Who gives a crap to many? But hey, listen. We're out here. We're talking cruising. We're talking geography. We're talking travel. It's what we do. You may not buy into every single aspect of it. But here we are anyway. So let's talk about this cruise, guys. I booked it on Expedia. Never, ever, ever do it again. Oh, I wanted to talk about our buddy, Tony. Lalita Loca. How you doing, Tony? Listen. He gave me a little bit of the proverbial business on his show the other day, and uh, I proverbially probably deserve it, but I was, you know, this is what I'll say. So I was watching the show. I did a super chat to Tony. Tony was on one, by the way. Tony had the coffee going, and I think he uh, he has a cruise coming up on the Wonder. So he was charged up, and he was in his own. And when Tony from Lolita La- 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 Loca is in his zone, it's fun to watch. And uh he made no he saw me in the room and he said, Oh Tommy, always be booked. We love always be booked. Yeah, Jenny says it too. Oh, we love Tommy. Yeah, everybody loves Tommy. Yeah, great, great, great. Oh, but Tommy, what's going on? Uh I noticed that you're a little bit of the clickbait police. Uh Tony heard a couple of the shows where I um you know I said what I said, okay? I said it. I said it because, you know, and I'll say this I didn't call out Tony. I didn't call out Lolita Loca, and he very, very astutely noted that I had to have been talking about him. Um, You may want to call it a guilty conscience, but hey, listen, this is what I'll say about that. First of all, Tony, you know I love you, and you know that we all talk from an honest point of view here, and I got a lot of things that go on with my show that you could throw darts at and you could pick apart, and if you do that, you do it, and what I would say is part of the game. You're in the mix. You know what I mean? You're in the public eye. People are noticing stuff. People are, they're going to say stuff. But what I'll also say, Tony, is that I did not, I didn't say you directly. Okay? Do you fall into the category? You kind of do. But there's about six or seven of them out there, probably more. Six or seven that I know of. Six or seven well-known entities, creators, shows that I really do enjoy that yeah, they practice uh, the clickbaitism with their YouTube thumbnails. And it's what it is. And, and kudos to Tony because he looks at the camera, looks in your eye, and says, hey, man, I'm playing the game, baby. And you know what? I'll say a few more things about that before I get on to this cruise. First off, I said it too. When I did say this, I also did say, I do understand that anytime you do take the leap— and you make it your full-time business to kind of talk about this cruise life that all of us love so much. You gotta—I I really probably should understand that. You know what? You gotta do to make that money. You know what I mean? Whatever, whatever the the algorithmics want from you, you do have to kind of play the proverbial game. And I do get that, especially when you've shown the lack of better term balls to take that leap from that nine to five and talk about cruising and 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 giving us cruise content yes the trade-off is is that you have to do what you have to do to secure the bag as the kids say these days so i'm not mad at it it does get a little uh, dicey when you're when you're a consumer and you just see all of them across the board you know with all the frantic uh, pictures and the crazy expressions and the uh, you know all the stuff so I, I, listen and this is what I'll say also shame on you youtube for putting these good creators in a position to have to do that so tony i was happy that you took it in good spirits and uh, i stand by what i said but at the same time i do understand it and it takes away nothing of my fandom my f- my fanboyism of the channel that is all things la lita loca and you guys should be too you should check out their youtube content it's basically da- daily he goes on cruises all the time which i'm pretty jealous of and uh him and jenny do a great job in the live streams la lita loca is a great a great 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 show to watch but yeah they're all out there doing what they got to do what are we going to say you know um all right so let's talk about this cruise the cruise is what it is. It was a gem. And I and I said the gem, you know, I was like I'm going to keep it real in the gem because the gem, you know, <laughs> the gem is not exactly uh the Tesla of cruise ships. And I don't know why I came with Tesla, but I came with it and that's where it went and that's where it stays. What I mean is it was built a while ago. It uh I think 2007 or 2008 and it is not it's just not it's it's basic by all, uh, I guess, comparisons of a cruise ship. It's a beautiful cruise ship. It's a nice cruise ship. It's an easy cruise ship to figure out, but it's a basic cruise ship. And I and I signed up for this cruise absolutely 100% knowing that, but also being a nostalgiaarian that I am, I am into uh, you know, f- f- the feeling of home that you get by going on the gym. I have pictures with the lovely Sony on that cruise ship on a balcony, and you would not be able to, we're talking about 2000 and, what was it, 12, with, no, was it 12, 2013. 2013, and you would not have been able to tell the balcony apart. The same green paint, the same chairs, the same damn freaking blue and gray chairs are sitting on the balcony. I, can you imagine that? It's the same chairs from nine years ago. I'm not mad at it, though. So I guess what do you got to do? So the first thing is I go to leave and this is crazy because I'm leaving this job for 10 days. They, uh, I don't know how they feel about that, but they're going to deal with it. It is what it is. So, and, and they're cool. You know what I mean? Everything's cool with, with them and they, they were great. I, they, listen, if you're a job, nobody likes when you go away for 10 days, but I, I totally understand not, not loving that situation, but it, it did happen and we do understand why I did it because of the busy season coming up but the day the, the the few days before so the unthinkable happened a few days before the cruise I woke up sore throat congestion officially sick you know what I mean sometimes you get the sniffles you know this wasn't like a flu it didn't seem like a flu but it it was a sick I was I, I was I was full on sick So I'm like, okay, I may not be able to go on this cruise. Hopefully, I will. Hopefully, I don't have the Amari on, but we'll see what happens. So I go, I get a uh, test. The test says negative. Um, I get another test. So I'm going to keep that test bef- till the day before the cruise. So I'm, I'm I'm starting to cough a little bit. I'm starting to sniffle. I'm sneezing a little bit. So I'm, like, getting ready for this cruise. And then I'm talking to people, and I'm, my, my throat's gone. So I have a sore throat, too. So this is just not good. But I, I, I feel strongly that it's not the Amarion because I did not get any fever. I didn't lose any sense of taste. No body aches, no nothing like that. So, you know, I'm just going to, it's going to be what it's going to be. I'm going to see if I, if I have, if I, if I go on this cruise, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, if I'm able to go on this cruise, I'm going to go on this cruise. If I'm not, I'm not. So the day before I do the other home test. Now I'm all packed up. I got the suitcase out, bought the new underwear, bought the new uh, wife beaters. Okay. Can't say wife beater now. I understand that. It's a new day and time. Uh, domestic abuse t-shirts is what you're supposed to call them, I believe. And, um, you know, I get, them all, I get them all in the suitcase and I'm ready to go. And then I take my test the the morning before. Wait, that that is always the longest 10 minutes in the world. You wait, you look, you see, says Noah Marion, you're good to go. So I'm ready to cruise. Even though, I'm not going to lie to you guys, I feel like shit. And I don't know ethically what you're supposed to do on that, but, you know, We've all got probably gotten on cruise ships when, when we felt less than a hundred percent, and I know this is not COVID, and I'm also going to get a test at the port, which I was terrified about. I to this point was a nose swab virgin, okay All of my tests have been uh, self swab uh, or or I shouldn't say nose swab virgin, uh, uh, what would we say outside entity swabbing my nose, giving up control of the straw. Of the Q-tip. This is going to be the first time of that. So I was a little terrified of that. But that could not have been easier. They don't even go deep into it anymore. They go right at the rim. You know what I mean? So... Whatever, I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. I am nervous because you know I know I have two home tests that were negative, but I'm still nervous. You know what I mean? You never know what's going to happen. So I wait 10 minutes, 15 minutes goes by. Almost 20 minutes goes by. They tell you, okay, text, your results are ready. So you walk up to the thing. Now let's set the the scene here. Manhattan Cruise Terminal, there's two main buildings. A lot of times there's two simultaneous or even sometimes three or four simultaneous cruises going out of the Manhattan Cruise Terminal. So it's in this particular case, there was only one. So one entire cruise terminal building was used for testing only. Okay? So... That's you're going to you're going into one building before you even get into the other building to from where your cruise is going to leave out of. So I'm in there and I go to the front and they tell me that. Here you go. Here's your yellow wristband. Your result is negative. Enjoy your cruise. And now I'm like, holy crap. This is real. Now I have trepidation. Okay. Solo cruising guys. Okay, let's talk about solo cruising. We've talked about it before. We'll talk about it today. We'll talk about it in the future. Um do we do we love it? I'm not here to tell you. Yeah, solo's the way to go. The only you have to go solo because you get to march to the beat of your own drum. You do whatever you want. You get to meet new people. Saying, listen, guys, I'm not I'm not here to lie to you. We don't lie to each other cones. It's better to go with people. Okay? It's better to go on a cruise with a girlfriend, with a crew of guys or girls that you like, with family. Yes, if you can get a crew, there's nothing like experiencing all these things with a crew of people. But at the same time, in this particular situation, I wasn't a, I wasn't hesitant at all. I wasn't disappointed at all. In no way did this seem depressing to me. Uh, would there be lonely moments on the ship? Possibly. Who knows? I was almost every bit as excited to cross that threshold of that gangway as i was you know basically also because you know you know where you're going you know what i mean you're going to the eastern caribbean you know this is not no six-day florida bahama this is a real deal professional cruise and anybody who was on that knows that so i'll also say that over the years i'll be honest can i be honest with you guys can i talk can i talk real with you guys for a second First few cruises I went on, maybe the, for the first couple of years of cruising, there was a level of anxiety. As much as I knew I loved it, there was a level of anxiety about getting on a ship and going to sleep. And I wouldn't really have many what they call unassisted sleeps. By unassisted sleeps, I mean, you know, you're you know on some sort of drug or, or drink. I don't do drugs, so that only leaves drinking. So I would have to kind of be whacked to kind of get to sleep at night. Now, that slowly went away, and the sea and cruise ships in general, just cruise ship culture, has eventually become a little bit of a feeling of being at home for me. So, I wasn't mad at any of it. You know what I mean? I was, I was looking very much forward to this. So, I get on the ship, and, you know, it's the gem. <laughs> you walk in after a lot of Royal Caribbean ships, even the even the older Royal Caribbean ships. When you get on a Royal Caribbean ship... It's a little bit of a thing, right? You're walking into that promenade, and it seems like the, the, the sky parts for the velvet ropes part, and you entered into like this new town, this world, this shopping, whatever it is. The gem you're walking into just, all right, so here it is, the gem, the good old keeping it real gem, and you know what? I loved it. Okay, so back it up a little bit before that, so the embarkation process as a whole, let's just... Cap that out. So, got the. I got on the ship. It took total from the literally when I get out of the Uber, an hour and twenty five minutes, which I don't think was that bad because with the testing in play, I gotta say it kept moving the whole time. Now, it, of course, it's a line to get on a cruise ship, so at some point you're gonna have little snags and little uh, hiccups and this and that. But I, at no point did I felt like at any like we were like stuck. You know what I mean it was moving albeit a little slow because of the you know the obvious you know things that we had to take care of beforehand, but it did feel as though it was kind of moving along the whole time and it was an hour and a half and it wasn't a bad hour and a half it, the hour and a half moved a little bit, so we get on night one okay night one do what we're supposed to do all the time immediately I'm not gonna lie here we go sail away was very nice uh it, it was. I I didn't I didn't know what to expect on this cruise. I I compare it to on Norwegian when I was on that breakaway cruise, and that was a solo cruise, and there was a solo coordinator that forced you almost maniacally uh, to get together, and it was cool. It was really, really cool. I found a little crew that we kind of stayed in touch with, and we kind of always kind of were accountable to each other to show up to stuff and made some good friends with that. I still speak to them to this day, but there was no such thing of that on this particular cruise so as the sail away happened i made sure obviously i got the unpacking done got the suitcase under the bed workman like fashion you set up your especially on a cruise like this where you're going to be this is your home for 10 days this is your basically you know this is a third of a month's rent right here so you're going to be in this spot this is your studio apartment for the next 10 days So I put everything the way I wanted it, was very comfortable with how that went, was very comfortable with the room itself in general. Yes, Marty, the Norwegian TV experience has to get upgraded. And I'll say this, okay, this is, you know, we talk about a lot of people seem to avoid this. I don't avoid things, okay? This cruise and anybody who was on this cruise can also tell you that as fun as this cruise was, and it was fun, there was a certain backdrop, You know what I mean? A literary or a figurative backdrop of this cruise. And that backdrop, unfortunately, was war. Impending war. Which eventually, during the course of this cruise, turned into actual war. Unfortunately. And we'll touch on that a little bit in a a little while. But it, it it was crazy. So, after... You know, I did get a little bit something to eat, so I'll say this. So the buffet the first night, I was like, this is trash. This is really, really bad. I don't know. What What did I get? I got some piece of chicken, and then I got some rice, and then it was something else, maybe uh, uh, a vegetable Uh, And then maybe another version of chicken. And I sat down. and ate. I'm like, oh, this is disgusting. Uh, It looks like I'm going to have to go to the main dining room for this cruise. Uh, This buffet is terrible. But, you know, you always have the burgers. You always have the dogs. And it is what it is. But it was was bad food. Okay. So it was bad food. But I hadn't eaten anything yet that day. So I wanted to make sure I got something in. And this is not the typical sail away out of Miami where it's like, yeah, uh, conga lines and like steel drums leading out to a beautiful 80 degree sail away. No this is like we're still freaking wintered up here. You know what I mean? We're still with our, our jackets and our and our sweaters on and things like that. So now I'm eating Lido deck bad Lido deck uh, bad pool deck food, buffet food, in a jacket, and then I go back to the room. Oh, by the way, like I said, still sick, feeling like crap, but I'm still excited, okay? But then when I went downstairs I went to the first of all, I went to the sail away party, which the sail away party was in the Spinnaker Lounge, and uh, that was a little sort of depressing, okay, because it was just a lot of people who knew each other and just me. So at that point, it was a little like, oh, yeah, this is a little weird, but I did get a drink. And then when I got a drink, I went downstairs. I went downstairs to the promenade to get some cool shots of the actual sail away because, like we said, unlike Royal Caribbean. You're in Norwegian or Carnival Zone where you get the Manhattan Cruise Terminal and you get that full sail away, full video of the skyline and pictures of the skyline, Statue of Liberty, all that stuff, which you don't get as much when you're dealing with uh, Cape Liberty. So I was going to be all over that, and I feel like I got some good footage for that. But then once that was done, went back to the room, freshened up a little bit. Now, okay, here we go. This is a big moment. The single and solos meetup is at 530. Now, we all know we do the same thing. Anybody who's single and solo, we're not going to make believe that we're going to, you know, we're going to make believe like we stumbled upon it, right? We're going to make believe like, oh, hey, what's going on here? Hey, yeah, you know, wait, this is the, oh, that's what, yeah, I'm by myself. Yeah, no, we are, you know that you're going to a single and solos meetup. So I went and nothing, <laughs> no coordinator, no, like there probably was some single or solos in there. None of them were like, uh, I would say like, uh, pocketry. Uh, none of them were like eye catching. I'm sure I was the same to them. And it was just a few people sitting around, but then there were also some people that were coupled up and, you know, they, they knew who they were with and they didn't know this was a single and solo meetup. It wasn't. But then finally, one woman came down, and I forgot her name. I'm sorry. There's going to be names I remember, and there's going to be names I forget. So she was one of those people who are like, you know, well, you know, one of those mentally free people who just aren't going to, like, uh, sugarcoat anything, who just, you know, they don't have time to BS or position or posture. She just comes in. She saw me, and she probably just knew, oh, this, this guy. So, so she goes... This is the big solo meetup. This is the big singles meetup. And I just laughed. I'm like, I, 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 oh yeah. I guess I guess that's what it is. Yeah, you're right. I, you're right. It is at 5:30 at Maltings. It had slipped my mind, but yet here I am. (laughs) So I'm sitting there, and uh, she's talking, and we're talking back and forth, and we had a cool conversation about cruising and this and that. But then, you know, it was obviously a dead dead thing so i was like you know i'm gonna go back up and get ready and she's like yeah i'm heading over to trivia anyway she's like this is my fourth solo cruise since the restart fourth solo cruise and uh i said really wow that's kind of cool and then she's like yeah you know it is kind of cool but uh you know circumstances and i'm like oh boy you know yeah you're right circumstances they they will get you every time but so then that was a dud that was a disaster now I got another drink though, so this is my second drink. So I'm half. I got I got two uh, bourbon on the rocks. So now two bourbon on the rocks is gonna punch me in the face a little bit. Nothing crazy, but it is what it is. So now at this point I'm like a little tipsy, and it's dark. The sun goes down. It's freezing cold. There's no solo action on the cruise. I'm dressed up in winter gear, feeling like crap, and I went back to the cabin. And I got 10 days to go and I absolutely looked in the mirror and said, oh, Tommy, what did you do? (laughs) What, what did you do? (laughs) I don't know. So that was it. But then I walked around a little kind of, you know, enjoy, enjoy the rest of the night, but then figured, all right, it's night, it's night one. You can, you can, you can go a little easy. So like I went back later for like, like a dinner dinner. And again, the food was bad. Always say it with Norwegian. I just don't understand why they don't take advantage of the burger craze or the Mexican craze. Like, do it. Like, go after something and brand your own free version of whatever. Now, Norwegian does a good job with the partnerships on the newer ships. You know, whether it's Jose Garces or, you know, some of the other. You know, some of the other other partnerships that they have are very, very good. And some of the food that they have on some of their other ships is very, very good. But I just don't understand why they don't, like, have, you know, with, with, just make up a name. You know what I mean? Carnival did it. Carnival did it right. And clearly, Royal Caribbean copied them. Whether it's with Guy's Burger. Well, Guy's Burger and Johnny Rockets are kind of like coincide, but the whole Johnny Rockets experience is different because it's a paid sit-down walk-in restaurant. But... At least they have a burger concept, a known burger concept to hang their hat on. Carnival obviously kills it with guys' burgers. And then the Mexican part of it, you have the uh, iguana cantina, the cafe iguana, whatever it is. And Royal Caribbean clearly copied that with a local fresh, but that's what this business is. That's what they do. They copy each other. Carnival has copied Royal Caribbean a bunch of times. Most recently, with how good uh what's the what's the um the bar on the on the on the pool deck? The, the 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 loco something bar what's the no what's the um Oh, what's the whatever the bar is? Again, you guys will know. New listeners, I'll shout this out halfway through the podcast because it's not coming to me right now. But they came up with a concept on the pool deck. It's an outside bar, two levels. It's the official pool bar. It has the bandstand. It has everything, and uh, you know, it's it's where you go for your daytime drinks and into the night a little bit as well. And Carnival copied that by putting their Red Frog Rum Bar as that same position. To where? It's, what is the the lime and coconut <laughs> it happened fast? It happened faster than I thought it would this time. But yeah, the lime and coconut bar, and Carnival copied that and made the Red Frog Rum bar into a little bit of a version of that. But Norwegian, you know, why not create a create a character? create something that builds a brand around your burgers and come up with a fast, casual style, you know, and what is everybody biting off of? Chipotle. So everybody's trying to be Chipotle at sea, both El Loco Fresh and Cafe Iguana. So why not? Norwegian, you should jump on that bandwagon 100%. All right, let's see what else is in the notes here. Um, All right, so we're on the second day now. Now, remember, as boring as it might sound, and as crappy and as lonely of a time as it might sound i do know i'm on a cruise so it is not all bad it's it's just maybe a little less good than the other cruises but when i woke up so i i woke up and went to go to the buffet again and then i realized that um you know breakfast was out and these eggs that they put out when i tell you dude it was eggs but it was the consistency of a freaking um of oatmeal. Worse than oatmeal. It was like it was actually water in the eggs. It was like egg soup is what it was. And it was, it was just rough. Rough. Uh, I did the MDR that night also. And it wasn't good either. Uh, the scallops. They gave a scallop appetizer. That was okay. And then I had some braised beef kind of dish. I, I did some braised stuff a couple of nights. And it really usually did uh, under deliver. You know what I mean in the main dining room the food was just not good so by day 2 the food to me I was like this is going to be a rough food trip I did watch a show they had a country western uh country country music show in the main theater that was not that bad at all the talent was okay they played a lot of high energy upbeat modern country music the dancing was good uh four fellas came out onto the dance floor and uh they they sang and danced to country girl shake it for me uh no offense but the fellas out there that didn't look like they had any interest in any country girl whatsoever, but that's okay; they were still very very good, and uh whatever you're into is fine. Um, I went to the Maltings that day two, so we're talking day two and uh I met a met a cool couple shout out to Mike and Jen. They were really cool um i think i I think I shouted them out i think i'm I think what I'm doing is i'm sh- going back and shouting everybody out in the beginning of the uh show and and i I have to get a lot better at um remembering names but mike and jen were a really cool couple uh they were at the maltings again it was this was every f- five thirty every day There was supposed to be the solo meetup i went for the first day or two but really nothing to speak of but it was cool mike and jen were cool and um they, uh, they i told them i had a podcast and they were like oh we listen to don, don don's family vacations i'm like damn you don I'm just kidding. But uh, you know, so they they absorbed some sort of content. They had no idea who I was, but it, they didn't know who anybody else really was either. So, I don't think uh, you know, I wasn't too insulted by it. But shout out to uh my uh wait, what is what I say? No, Mike and uh Mike and Melissa. Who did I say? I said Mike and Jen. It's Mike and Melissa, right? If I'm if I'm not mistaken. Melissa's the name. I, I apologize again. I'm going to screw up everybody's name, but it is what it is. Uh, so I had two drinks there and then basically went to bed, still thinking the same thing. All right. Two nights down. We have a whole nother week of this thing. Now, there was a bar crawl and Mike and Melissa asked me if I was going to the bar crawl. And I was like, that's right. I forgot there was a bar crawl. Um, so. I didn't know if I was going to go to that. I probably was going to stumble into it sort of in the same way that I did to the singles meetup. But uh, I think I got screwed up because this was technically day three of the cruise. So you had the embarkation day. Then you had day two, which was a day at sea. And this was day three. This was also going to be a full day at sea. Now, the problem was, is that the ship time switched over my phone didn't automatically switch over so i did not i was i think I was an hour or so late but i showed up at the other bar so i was at, i was unknowingly at the bar crawl because i was getting ready to go to the bar crawl thinking i was early at an, at another bar meanwhile the bar crawl had started an hour prior but i'm like oh that's that's the bar crawl so that was it. So, all right, missed the bar crawl, no problem. I ended up, I didn't know where the bar crawl was going. I didn't know the path, whatever it was. But Then I was walking around the ship, and then I ended up maybe like an hour and a half later in the atrium. So then at that point, I saw the bar crawl come around back. I think they were up in O'Sheehan's. Then they made their way down to the atrium where I was. And then I saw Mike and Melissa, and they were a part of the bar crawl, and they started introducing me to people including a gentleman by the name of Ryan. Shout out to Ryan. Ryan organized the bar crawl. Big cruise fan. Uh, I think he was cruising solo as well. But that's where, again, I started getting in the mix with some of the people there. And actually, a couple came up to me and said, oh, we know your show. We're familiar with your show. We listened to the show. And that was cool. So, I appreciated that. And then we were hanging out. So then the drinks started flowing. I think uh, I think we ended up at the Great Outdoors by the end of that night. I uh, had some drinks at the Great Outdoors. The sun went down, and then it was enjoyable. So that was, the, that was basically the first couple of days. And we're talking about sea days. And I realize I'm kind of dragging this out a little bit. So what I'd like to do, what I will do is pick it up a little bit and talk about these ports. And it was San Juan the first day. And it was so that was a replacement for Grand Turk. So Grand Turk was replaced by San Juan, and St. Thomas was replaced by Antigua. So I wasn't complaining about any of it. You guys know I love me some St. Thomas, but at the same time, I hadn't been to Antigua. So if you're gonna take take St. Thomas away from me, yeah, give replace it with some something like Antigua, which is going to, A, take me somewhere I've never been, and also take me further away from my home than I've ever been as well. Is that actually true? No, because I don't think that's as far as California. Who knows? Whatever. Like, like I sit around here thinking that you guys give a crap about if I, if. all right, so here we are. So now it is San Juan day. No, let me also say this. The game changer of the cruise, and was it, not San, not San Juan day, it was the bar crawl day. Yes, the bar crawl day, so that was the third day on the ship, was the day I started my routine with going to the gym every day. So, I'm telling you guys, that is one of the, it's one of the things that changed everything. It actually kind of like, I don't know if it's symbolic or whatever it was, but it the day I started getting waking up, going to the gym and then getting my coffee and then getting a small fruit breakfast out on the aft portion of the ship and just enjoying an hour of the morning is the day that this crew started turning around. That's when it happened. The blood started going also again, remember, I was sick i'm I'm less sick now, it's still not completely gone by day three, but I'm feeling much much better and I'm feeling good enough to go to the gym. I'm feeling good enough to have the coffee and that's when things started. The mood changed uh the blood was flowing a little bit better, and now it's no no probably no secret that now I start meeting some people, start bumping some elbows with other people and Things are looking up just in time for us to hit our first port of San Juan. And man, uh, it just doesn't get old that sailing to San Juan doesn't get old. Uh, Fort El Maro, Uh right there. What did I book? I booked uh, an excursion in San Juan. So I never, ever book excursions in San Juan because I'm always so impressed by the food and the walk and the bars and the this and the that. But you know, I'm solo this time, so let me let me book myself into some sort of uh, what was it called? It was called the 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 total saints. The full-on San Juan tour or whatever, and this was going to be for, like, for the first time, I'd get on a bus and, like, cover some ground, and I'd get into new San Juan a little bit, which, honestly, you know, they didn't, didn't really—the tour kind of sucked. <laughs> I'm not here to lie to you, uh, and it is what it is, but I did— go and enjoy it they took us to some broke ass beach then they showed us their government building and uh, it was interesting to see that there were protests going on around the government building because of the mask mandates or whatever that was going on over there vaccine mandates and then he said the last stop is going to be Fort El Moro, and uh, they let us out and I told the guy hey listen thank you for everything I know my way from here I'll I'll get my own way back to the cruise port he's like I understand no problem but You know, anybody who knows anything about Fort El Moro, it's a gorgeous, beautiful lawn that uh, leads to the fort, the actual ruins, and it. It's just loaded with people flying kites, people doing photo shoots of weddings and engagements and things like that. It's just a gorgeous, gorgeous place. And as many people as there are around it, it's just so damn peaceful. And I always find myself there when the sun is going down. And you guys know my appreciation for sunsets and just kind of like that golden hour. It just every time the sun, whenever the sun is low. Just notice it when there's a really good sunset and you're outside and there's a lot and you're in a park or something. Just look around, everybody's on a different wavelength. I noticed it at Salt, the restaurant. Uh, when that sun is going down, there's a good probably 20 to 25 minute period of time throughout the day where everything is chill. You can't. You just can't get mad. Nobody's complaining. The servers aren't yelling. The people aren't com- b- bitching about their freaking clams. Not, nothing. Everything is right in the world for that twenty-five minutes when everything seems to just turn to gold. It just really is. And El Maro in San Juan, Puerto Rico, is no different. I was taking some pictures, just looking around, and you 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 just survey that whole giant lawn. You see people playing. You see people. Flying kites, kids running around and just for a little while everything's okay with the world. You know? There's just a level of peace to it that I really do subscribe to, as you guys know. So after that, I'm on my hunt now. I want to find Mafango and I want to find it mafango and I want to find it fast because I want to make room for the tripleta. I immediately thankfully get an alert from somebody in the group that the tripleta truck was closed. Now, normally, yes, I'd burn down a city for that. But no, not at this point because I'm just in an okay mood. You know what? Everything's fine. Especially since I talked it up so much in the freaking Facebook group. <laughs> Everybody's like, where do I get that? What is that? That looks so good. I? And then it's like, uh, oh, yeah, you can't get it. You can't have it. But here was the other part. And this is something that I never experienced in San Juan. So now the sun goes down and I'm walking around old San Juan and uh, it's, it's just uh, packed. For whatever reason, any of the usual suspect restaurants we went, I went to was on a wait. So I went to, and some of the hole in the walls that i never been to were also on a wait. It just seemed like a big night for people wanting to freaking sit down and eat in San Juan. So I was really having a hard time finding a place. So I kept walking around and end, ended up in races, Race, races, no, not races, um, uh, Barrachino's. Races you couldn't get. They they shut you down. I went there. They said, we closed down reservations for the night. And then you look, and there's literally 30 people waiting in, in the area just trying to get in. And I, I, I leave, and they said, what'd they say? What'd they say? I was like, oh, they said they shut down reservations tonight. They look a little overwhelmed in there. So I went to um, uh, Barracino's and I went to the bar. And uh, well, first of all, that's where I met Bob and Ann. If I got those names right, I think I got them right. Don't get mad at me, uh, Bob Moran, if I didn't, but shout out to Bob and Ann. So I sat down, and I'm just chilling, and I'm and I'm relaxing, and I asked for a menu, and I asked for a Diet Coke, and I uh, asked for a pina colada, because you don't go to Barracinos without getting a pina colada, because it is, if you don't know, most of you know, but you got to say it, it is the literal building from which the pina colada was invented, in that building. So if you go there and don't get a pina colada, you should. You got to kind of be ashamed of yourself, unless you're a recovering alcoholic or underage. Then you get a, you get passes. But I'm sitting there looking at the menu, and I see where I'm going to get. My fungo. That's it. It's what I'm going to get. I remember I had it there last time, and it was average. And it was average this time again. Okay. So they don't they don't kill it at this place, the Pofango. Maybe that's why I can get a seat there. So they didn't kill it. But I did see an interesting item on the menu, and it said coconut breaded calamari. So I was like, yeah, let's see what this is about, too. So I got that as well. That came out. All of a sudden, the gentleman next to me said, whoa, that looks pretty freaking good. Is that an onion ring? I'm like, that's not onion ring. That's calamari. Or as they would say in Staten Island, galamad. I can't bring myself to say it like that. A lot of my some, Half of my friends say it like that. Half of my friends don't. I got to say calamari. I'm half Italian. I'm half Irish. My last name is Italian. Uh, many people, uh, my Italian friends will look at me weird when I say calamari. But I just don't have it in me to say, hey, galamad. I can't do it. I are with a straight face. It's like when I, with the word dope. Hey, man, that's dope. No, I can't do it. You know, a lot of my friends do. I took dope out for a ride for two weeks. was trying it. Hey, that, yo, that's dope. No, it just doesn't do it. Tommy, you're too old. The do, Dope doesn't roll off your tongue. Galamad, mozzarella, gavadil. No, I can't help it. I'm a gringo, okay? I'm a gringo. So uh, yeah, I said, no, it's calamari. He's like, are you serious? He's like, wow. That's look, that's look, And he's just staring at it. So I was like, yeah, it's really, really good. And I was like, you want some? He's like, no, 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 no. And he goes, You and he cracked me up because he goes, You were hoping I'd say no, are you? <laughs> well I'm like I was like, Well you, I mean, it's all, it's almost gone. What do you want me to tell you? And uh they were a great couple from Staten Island, but they looked at it and they were like, you know what? They're gonna they ordered it. So they got some as well. Uh it it, 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 it um lived up to what it looked like and it was a great dish. The uh calamari uh, the coconut, it was like a little bit of a Thai uh a little bit of a Thai spice sauce to it as well. It was delicious, and then that was it. So I got done with that meal, had a pina colada, no real drinking, no nothing, and then I ended up walking around. And it was it was beautiful. It was just a beautiful night in San Juan. And then uh, I went upstairs. I said goodbye to Bob and Ann. And they were awesome. I saw them a few more times throughout the cruise. Hung out with them a little bit, and they were great people. And definitely shout out to them. Um, and shout out to Staten Island. And uh, so then I get back on the ship, and I'm just taking pictures, and I noticed that there's a celebrity ship just getting there. I'm like, why is there a celebrity ship? I think it was the summit. If I'm not mistaken, it was the summit that just rolled in. I'm like, dude, it's, it's 1159. Why is a ship just getting here just now? So then I'm continuing to watch them dock. I noticed that they pull up, and they don't even tie up. They don't even moor. Uh, or moorings. They know they don't moor in whatever they don't moor on, whatever the hell the word is for moorings. Uh, They don't tie. They don't use them. And I noticed that they took somebody off on a stretcher. So, my first thing was, is like, I hear celebrity coming in. And on the on the pool deck, it's all like, I'm hearing like classic rock or like prog rock or whatever it was. And I posted something. I'm like, yeah, just like celebrity. Because I know Scott and Cara, they're big celebrity fans. So I was like, leave it to Celebrity Cruise Line. to are just rolling at midnight, blaring their prog rock and thinking they're going to take over San Juan. Such such privilege, such an entitled cruise line. And of course, I was being funny with it, but they didn't even tie up. So the prog rock was Prague Rock was definitely going, but then all of a sudden I saw somebody medevac off the side, off the off off the ship. They brought somebody off the ship on a stretcher. They spent a little time in in port, made sure everything was okay, and then uh, that ship was back out to sea. And uh, it was crazy. They left. They left before we did, and uh, they were on to the next port. And we actually from the top deck I could see the ambulance, just drive away with this uh, former passenger. So it was a little scary, but I did look. I zoomed in on the camera, and he did look coherent. He did look like he was moving. He was sitting up in the stretcher. So I don't know what happened, but uh, thoughts and prayers definitely to him and his family, and hopefully everything was okay with them. And I did apologize and take down... The uh, insensitive post about the prog rock and the celebrity entitlement. But it is what it is. So then I saw uh, Ryan. Then I saw some people from the bar crawl. They were going to bliss. Uh, I wasn't going to bliss. And that was it. So the next day. Okay. Let's talk about St. Martin. Guys, there's a word I like to use when all things go right on a particular cruise. And that is pure cruise bliss. Yeah, I know it's three words. But I usually break it down into the acronym PCB. I didn't know what to expect in St. Martin. I know you're not going to have a bad time in St. Martin. But you don't always know exactly what to expect. So I booked an excursion. The only reason I'm booking these bullshit excursion tours is because I have $50 in on, uh, onboard credit per for, for excursions. So this tour was half a bus tour. And then they take you on to a catamaran a motorized catamaran a quote unquote catamaran and uh we drove around the harbor and saw a bunch of things i learned a little bit about the island it was cool so it w- it was it was very very enjoyable we went through grand case we went through orient beach we went through um you know uh what was it uh, uh simpson bay we didn't go past maho we were on the other side of the runway so we were on the complete other side of the runway which is not. So we went to Margot too. Uh, re- weird situation in Margot. I mean, I went to this restaurant. I've been here four or five times before. Right at the base of that fort, that mountain. Uh, with the fort on the top of it. I've hiked up there. I did not do that this time. Because I was in flip-flops this time. So I went and sat. But I did go to a cafe. Sat down at a cafe. Told them uh, I saw the menu. I was like, I'll take the taco. The taco could not have looked less like a taco in the history of tacos. It was whatever, but it was fun, uh, enjoyable. Everything about that tour was cool. But then the tour dropped us back off at the cruise port. So now I'm going to make a decision. What am I going to do? Go back on the ship, free drinks, free food. It's only, what, 3.34 o'clock. We don't leave till like 11 if I get back on the cruise ship, am I really going to get back off the cruise ship? Probably not. Now, I have been known to really make a little bit of a home for myself out of Great Bay Beach. A lot of people will tell you that St. Martin's Great Bay Beach is the basic of their beaches. But to me, okay, so what? Maybe the beach is not the most pristine. Maybe it doesn't have the Grand ca- the grand Case or the Orient Beach type of mystique to it. But it's a beautiful beach and it's right in the shadow of the cruise port and it's also it, it, it coincides with downtown, like downtown Phillipsburg. so you can't go wrong and it's got all the food and drinks you want. So I said, let me let me go back to so here's the deal. You can get off the ship in St. Martin and you can get a ferry to Great Bay Beach and they'll dock in you right there. You could do the same thing if you want to walk no big deal to walk as well. So, I chose for the ferry, but the ferry was only going to be a one way cuz now okay, so I am time marked now. So now it's 4:30 p.m. because I realized that they said when I got on, they said if you want a round trip, you got to be back by 6. So I said, "Give me that one way." Cuz I don't know if I don't know if your boy's going to be back by 6. So your boy was not going to be back by 6. So I got on the ferry, ended up docking And then I walked, started walking the Strip. So you could walk the Boardwalk Strip side, which is basically the beach side. And then on the other side is the street, which is downtown Phillipsburg. Either way, you got plenty of stuff to look at. A lot of people watching, bars, restaurants, casinos, uh, the Yoda guys there, I think still. But I was basically on the beach side. So I went past the jet ski guys. And I saw jet skis still in the water. I was like, "You're still in the water, huh?" I was like, "He's like, yeah." I was like, "For how long?" And he's like, "Oh, I don't know, hour maybe." We'll wait for you. And I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna go get something to eat." And when I said by getting something to eat, I meant I wanted to have some drinks because I'm not spo- You're not supposed to say this, and it's not good to say this, and I'm not proud of what I'm gonna say. But there's nothing like enjoying a nice jet ski, and I don't think you should be drunk. But having a couple of drinks prior does enhance the jet ski experience. Uh, am I going to get locked up for this? I don't know. But we don't lie to each other, right? Just can't lie to each other. So that's is what it is. Uh, so I'm walking. I'm walking, but I don't have any cash on me. So I ask where the ATM is. So I see this one woman at one of the bars. Now, granted, this is like getting to be close to 5 o'clock now. So a lot of the businesses are going to close up. So as the businesses are closing up, I see my chances of getting a drink are shrinking. They're going down. Now, I still got the jet ski guy for another hour, but I see this one girl at the bar. She's working the bar, woman, whatever whatever it is, and I, and I say, I need it. She said to me, actually, she's like, you look like you're looking for something. I'm not going to do the Jamaican accent because it's not, I'm not good at it. So I said, yeah, I want some drinks, I, and I said, I want to have a drink with you. But I need an ATM, and then she smiled and said, "Told me where the ATM was around the block," and I was like, "She's like, just come back here." If you, she's like, "I was gonna close, but if you want to have a drink, we could have a drink, uh, and I'll stay open." So I came back, sat down, had a Grey Goose and soda. We talked for a while. We had a good con. It was a really cool conversation. She was. Here. That's the one thing I always say about Saint Martin is that no matter who you are, no matter where you go, you know they always are so proud of their island they love talking about their island i even mentioned you know this is just and she knew she 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 was studying me and she knew she was like you like it here huh i was like you don't know you have no idea like there's just an at-homeness i feel like when i'm in this part of the world and i was like i I really like five years ago so i was strongly considering moving to saint thomas and she's like St. Thomas. I was like, why would you move there? Which, you know, it's just so much nicer here. You should move here. And, you know, that's the funny thing. Because Saint Thomas, as much as I love it, Saint Thomas will tell you, Nah, we don't want any Yankee, we don't want any mainlanders here. You know, they had enough mainlanders. We don't want mainlanders here. Now, yeah, if you end up moving there, you eventually pay your dues, say good morning a bunch of times, and then they let you in. That's a big thing there. You gotta say good morning. Uh but in general they're like you know if you look at the Saint Thomas group you always see the Facebook group in Saint Thomas you always see people kind of hey we're from Maryland we're thinking about moving down you just you get a bunch of don't do it just stay where you are no we don't need more you know you know it, but in Saint Martin it's a whole different story they're glad to have you they they're welcoming you so I said I said to her though I was like you know. I know, I know it's nicer here visually probably, and I think it's safer here, but about St. Thomas is like, you know, it's a US territory, you know, it's a US territory, you don't have to change your phone situation, you don't have to report to nobody, you can come and go as you please, Uh, the IRS, the postal service, everything is basically set up for you. Uh, just, it's it's not much different than moving to a different state. In Saint Martin, you have to get these visas, and you have to kind of—I don't know what the situation is. I just know it's a little bit more complicated. And she was is trying to assure me that no, it's not as complicated as you think. And uh, she was telling me about people she knew from the states that came and and moved over, moved over. Some of them even started businesses, and uh, you know, she was selling it, and I was kind of kind of buying it. And, you know, the sun is getting a little bit lower. It's not really setting yet, but it's getting a little bit lower. So it's later in the day. And I always love the cruises that let you stay in port after the sun goes down because it's just it's just it's kind of rare. You know what I mean? So many of these ports of call like 7 a.m. to 3 p.m., you know, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Whenever you get that chance to just experience the port of call when the sun goes down, I'm always into, you know, just enjoying that so the only bad part about this is i'm starting to get texts from work you know i don't got to get into the details it has to do with inventory and paper goods and and an inventory of those paper goods and the ordering ordering system of it and this and that and you know it's just it's starting to be a thing where like and there's 12 people on this text all with their own opinion of how we should inventory and store the dry goods and the paper goods so i'm like I really I this is what I really need. And this is to me I was like, all right, this is revenge for like going on a ten day vacation. You know, if you're gonna go on a ten vacation ten day vacation, they're gonna hit you with this stuff. So I'm starting to do that and I'm starting to be on the phone a little bit. But it's annoying, but it's I'm dealing with it. Having a lovely conversation with this lovely woman and we're 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 just really, really taking it in. I mean the people there, they just do, they really do just seem happy. You know what I mean? And I guess why would you not be? Right? So I part ways with her. I say, thank you so much. It was a pleasure meeting you. Uh, really, really great talking to you. And she said the same. And I was on my way and I saw my jet ski guy. And he's like, you ready to go? I'm like, I think I'm ready to go. Let's do it. Agreed on a price. And he gives me, he puts me right in the water. He he didn't give me any instructions. Just goes, here you go. Good. He's like, you've done this before. Now, I don't know how he knew I did this before, but... I I would have liked a little bit more like, okay, this goes here, emergency, emergency, do this, store this here, put your towel. Nothing. He's like, all right, let me push you off. (laughs) And that's what he did. And then I was flying. I was jet skiing. And I was in that zone, man, immediately in that zone, in the water. I say it over and over and over and over again. And I won't stop saying it, guys. If your day, week, or month is not going as planned, if things are not happening the way you want them to happen, if you need a little bit of a cosmic shift in your mind and soul, heart and body, see if a freaking half hour on a jet ski zipping across the water doesn't change things a little bit for you. Get it done. Just do it. I'm telling you. I put the post up. I said, I say a lot of BS on this podcast. I spew for hours about nothing. I Some of obviously, it's... <laughs> I'm I'm being self-deprecating here. Now, obviously, I think I like. I think we connect, and I inform, but I I I say a lot of shit on here, right? That's one of the realest things I could possibly say. Book the jet ski. Get on the jet ski, especially in Great Bay Beach. You know what I mean? Like, it's just set up right for it. It's got a little bit of a half moon. You know, you love those half moons. One of the worst places I ever jet skied was in Orient Beach in St. Martin. It's beautiful. Probably, to this day, the most picturesque beach. Now, I know I haven't done a lot of the St. John stuff, and there's probably beautiful beaches, prettier beaches out there. Uh, But but Orient Beach in St. Martin, to this day, is probably like, when you're looking around and you see seeing everything that's probably the prettiest beach i've ever been to but the jet skiing was awful for whatever reason the current i don't know i think it sits on a little bit more of the north side of the island and you get hit. you can't get anything going the great bay beach is just really really calm and when you want the waves you can go find them because of the other water watercraft that are that are you know running around but when you want like just nice nice runs of just getting being able to get it up to like 40 50 miles per hour it's, you could do that at gray bay beach and then you'll all of a sudden you got to pay attention though because you'll see a swell a, a set come in and you got to watch and then you got to hold on and uh i found myself in that situation a lot but here's the problem I knew I was still on this text thread with these guys. And I knew they were starting to get demand answers. And they were getting people were going back and forth. And other managers were saying stupid shit. And I had to defend them or kind of like at least acknowledge that, no, that that's it was the most ridiculous thing. So what I found myself doing, now, I'm not mad at it because it's a 45-minute run that I had. You know what I mean? No rush. But I did find myself stopping and I do like to do that on a jet ski too, here and there. I like to just stop in the middle of the water and sit and just look at the surroundings and take them in. So when I was finding myself doing that, what I was also doing was checking my texts. And yeah, I know what you're saying. Like this is probably the worst time you could be texting, uh, uh, checking texts. But I was still doing it. You know what I mean? So I was doing that, and then I was finding that you know I, I was I was just going back and forth, and all of a sudden. I see the jet ski guy zipping out towards me. Now when I go on these jet skis, I go way out. I like to go way out, you know. Well, first thing I do on a jet ski is just head for the freaking sun and just 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 get some distance between me and the beach. So I'm already out there, so he meets me out there with his jet ski and he says, "Oh, must be running out of gas, huh?" I'm like, "No, no." He's like, "I see you keep stopping." I'm like, yeah, because I'm just handling some work stuff. I'm sorry. He's like, no, no problem. But hey, listen, while you're out here, you're the last guy of the day. I don't mind. You seem like you know what you're doing. Why don't don't we switch? I'm like, switch jet skis? I'm like, yeah, we're in the middle of the ocean. He's (laughs) He's like, that's all right. We can transfer. So he pulls us in next to each other, and he steps over, instructs me to step over, then he steps with the other foot, and then I step with the other foot. And now I'm on a completely different jet ski. And he smiled at me. He's like, you're going to like this one. And I'm like, oh, yeah? He's like, yeah, this one's got a little bit more juice. I'm like, really? All right. So then now I'm on this other jet ski, and I start zooming around, and this thing flew. It was like night and day. This is not one of the stock customer jet skis. This was his own personal jet ski. So now it like felt like... Bah, 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 bah. like I was. It felt like... You're almost over the water. You felt like you weren't even hitting the water. It was so nice. And you have the beautiful cruise ships. Like, yeah, the main chief was there. A German cruise ship was there right next to our cruise ship. The Symphony of the Seas was there. And then the other way was the mountains and the sun. And I was just, I love going on these runs where you're kind of just in the direct light of the sun when it's kind of shining on the water as it's going down. And you just use that as a guide and a path to just turn up to just turn it up a few notches and just drive towards the sun so so beautiful of course couple of you know couple of couple of goose and tonics i'm sorry goose and sodas help help the enhance the experience a little bit but i'm very careful i'm not messing around out there i'm not trying to do crazy tricks i'm not trying to jump waves or play chicken with you i always make sure that i'm very very a very safe distance between anyone out there and uh that's just that's just the way i operate that's just what it is so i finally come back in I go to another bar. I have another couple of drinks with some cool local bartender. He was cool and had a good time, but I'm still answering these texts. And that part of the night ended. So now I had three more drinks, and now I'm feeling pretty good. And the moment of pure cruise bliss that I had was after that jet ski ride. The sun is down, but it's still a little bit light out. And I found a hammock. Over by one of the bars, uh, there's this place called the the Crew Bar. I think it's it's the Crew Bar. And there's a hammock over there. And I just got in the hammock. And the guy who works there saw me go in the hammock. He just smiled at me. I was like, just tell me if I'm doing anything wrong. He's like, man, you're not doing anything wrong. You're doing it exactly right. So I'm there with my drink, sipping the drink, looking at the sky where the sun had just already set. And I was like, this is it. This is it. You have achieved pure cruise bliss right now. There's this, Every one of your senses is engaged. The taste of the, uh, of, the, of, the, of the drink, the smell of the air, the feel of the hammock, the sight, the sound of the ocean. And I probably did. And I said, I can't get too comfortable here. He's like, you stay as long as you want pal you stay as long as you want i was like uh, if i stay here as long as i want i will be passed out and i will miss the ship and he's like wait by the way you're on a ship i'm like he's like you you, why nobody else i don't get it everybody else had been back to the ship already it seemed like but i was just having an absolute moment with myself and then i realized okay now it's time to walk back so i'm going to walk back to the ship now it's completely dark completely dark so now I, it's it's a little bit of a long walk. So now I go off, uh, off to the left a little bit, and you're walking down a road, which, you know, this is the road that you would skip if you were taking a ferry back, but now I'm on foot. So I'm walking back, and now I'm in the cruise port officially, properly in the cruise port, show my cruise card. But if you've ever been to the St. Martin cruise port, you realize there's a bunch of businesses they're all closed now at this point but there's this one kind of tiki bar that's still open and it's close to the ships and the only two ships that are there are the main chief and the uh and and my ship which is the norwegian gem and i just see this tiki bar and there's a few guys there a few girls couples whatever and of course i see two girls just sitting there they look like they're in their mid-30s or whatever they are they're smiling having fun and i just went over and sat next to them and just engaged and they were very very cool they just really just started talking back and forth and they were from germany they were on the main sheaf. Uh beautiful girls too i mean we're what hold on the names i probably won't get the name i'm an asshole i really am but i'm gonna try to, there was two of them and uh, we just started chatting and drinking. God, God bless these girls they They were they were drinking. They were not afraid to put them back. And uh, they said, uh, "Let's do a shot." So I was like, "All right, that sounds good. Why not do a shot?" Let me see what's her name. Do I have her name? One's name is uh, Dabu, and one's name is Anna. Two of them. Dabu, shout out to Dabu, and V. Anna Vienna, Vienna, listen, it was late, ladies, if you're listening to this, it was late, and I do apologize, but one thing I will say is that we had a great conversation, we were, I was asking them about, you know, Germany, they were asking me about the USA, we were talking about cruising back and forth, and, uh, you know, we did, uh, they were talking about what they normally like to drink, I was saying what I normally like to drink, and we did Shots of Jameson. So that was the joke. I was like an American guy, two German girls drinking Irish whiskey in Dutch St. Martin. That was it. So after that, it was like ten thirty, ten forty-five, I guess whatever it was. And that's to me, that's a full day. To me, that's the day. That was the crown jewel day. Now there was Dominican Republic. We'll talk about in a second. That came pretty close, but the crown jewel day of this cruise was that run in St. Martin. And when I got back to that ship in St. Martin, so San Juan was cool. That's when th- things started turning around, the final sea day. Things were really cool in San Juan. And then it was pure cruise bliss in St. Martin. So that was phenomenal. And this already, like for, for to have a day like I had in St. Martin, I was like, that's it. The cruise is the, the worth of money. the money. The cruise is paid for. I'm in the black already with that. So then that's St. Martin, and it was great. But then what's the next day? So the next day was Antigua. Now, I had a rough day in St. Martin. There was a lot of drinking. So I don't know what you want me to tell you. I was not all amped up to go take Antigua by storm. I was happy to be there. Uh, I was, I mean, you got there. The one thing I'll say about Antigua is you pull in. When they say roosters crow and the roosters cock a doodle do, whatever they do in the morning. That's all you heard. It was like a natural alarm clock. Open the open the balcony door, and you cockadoodle. I'm not gonna do. It. I I don't know what's worse, my Jamaican accent or my cockadoodle. Do big shout out to the rooster ship show. Check out the ship show every Wednesday a live stream. Also check out their Facebook group. Um, John and York are doing great things over there. But they, the whole thing is based on chicken noises, bagok, this and that. They do that's their department. But it was crazy. And then I woke up and. We were blessed, and listen, uh, I'm I'm a guy's guy, I like to think, but if you see a rainbow like I saw in Antigua, I've never seen a rainbow like that. Like, literally, it was a full end-to-end rainbow with the colors so completely distinct. I don't know if that's a regular thing in Antigua, but I had never seen that, anything like that, anywhere, ever. So... I did get off the ship, and I was going to consider uh, going on a tour to, I think, Mount Shirley. Mount Shirley was going to offer you a view, but I don't know. just seemed like it was a little bit of a hassle. They wanted 100 bucks to do it. I was like, eh, I'm kind of hot. I'm kind of hungover. Let's not go to Mount Shirley. I walked around and got a couple of shot glasses. Um, I went to this restaurant. There was no menu. It was just signs on the wall that you order from, but it was dishes, and they were on the wall picture style, but not in the same place. So over the bathroom was the snapper. Over the bar was the was the chicken. Over the, uh, the entrance was the lobster. So you had to look for pictures throughout the place to decide what the hell you wanted to order. Uh, I wasn't really into that, so I didn't eat there. Just ended up back on the ship. Had a pretty relaxing night, but it was cool. Antigua was was pretty cool, but pretty basic, a very, very low-key day. Nothing else major happened there. So it was also that day that I found out that Emma Cruises, another content creator, mostly on YouTube and Facebook, was also in the region. She was basically on the same itinerary. We were in the same three or four islands as each other, missing each other by a day or so here and there. So I thought it would be a good idea to give her a little bit of a memorabilia piece, leave it in Tortola the following day. So I left a T-shirt, an always-be-booked T-shirt in Tortola the following day, and uh, I left it with a shopkeeper And just to see, like almost sort of like a little scavenger hunt type message in a bottle type thing. And she was able to secure it. So that was kind of cool. So the next day was Tortola. Tortola, I will say, I didn't get deep into Tortola. The cruise port area was cool enough. I don't know what else you could do. I know in Tortola, that's where you can go see the baths of Virgin Gorda. You could also go to uh, Jost van Dyke. Uh, a beach, a private island. There's a bunch of places in Tortola that are absolutely gorgeous, but I did not really experience that either. Now, the reason... For that in Tortolo, like I said Antigua was because of the hangover. Tortolo was because it was just the um, briefness of when we were there. We were out of there by like 1.30, I think. So I did my whole routine, did the gym in the morning. I did make sure I got off the ship. I walked around, spent some time in the port, spent some time on the island, but then I was back on. I didn't really, it wasn't really much to speak of for me in Tortola as far as things to do but I will say sailing in and sailing out of Tortola that is the most beautiful island I have ever been to from a picturesque standpoint just looking from a distance from the ship you're talking about the vegetation you're talking about the rolling hills the greenery the sky the day that day was beautiful the water I could tell you Tortola was I mean absolutely gorgeous stunning Beautiful, magnificent, whatever uh, adjectives you want to throw at it, it was awesome. And I and I decided, like nerd style, I saw we I saw where the, uh, the Virgin Gorda baths are, and then I know when you're near Tortola, you're also near St Thomas and St John. So I wanted to kind of like go onto my app, uh, my my navigation, at whatever it is the. Um, the map application under your utilities and just kind of see where we are. So the whole way out of that portion of the country or that region of the Caribbean, I was kind of noticing, I looking on my map and then seeing, Oh, that's St. John or that's the Virgin Gorda. I think that's St. Thomas off in the distance. That's, you know, it was cool to kind of do that as, as much of a nerd thing it is to do, but I was enjoying that. Um, and then, you know, I had dinner, uh, there was a young lady that I met, big shout out to Janice, Janice is a member, Janice is a cone now. She hasn't probably heard a podcast, but she joined the group. We saw, I saw her in the main dining room, uh and uh she was cool. We talked back and forth for a while. Uh we were all going to we were both going to go to the Divas show. And uh I want to make a mention of her. Shout out to Jen Maldonado. Uh she was a spectacular performer. She crushed it. She did a divas show of just all some of the most uh, strongest women singers in history. She did like a little bit of a, you know, I like when they do that. I don't like when they try to build a fake show around it. You know what I mean? If you're just going to give me songs, just give me the damn songs. And that's what they did with her. She had a strong, when I say a strong voice, I mean, just a powerful voice. Killed it. Absolutely killed it. And then she did a New York State of Mind show at the end. So any, sh- any songs dealing with New York, she did that on the last night. But that was awesome. So Jen was incredible. I can't... I mean, she was almost... Her voice was almost enough of a reason to go on the cruise ship alone. But I do want to talk about the second best day of the cruise. This port of call was amazing for many reasons, Yes, the theme on this one is everything, the great, some of the best things in your life are on the other side of fear. So in the lead up to all these cruises, you do a lot of research and you try to see what at each port you might want to do. And you guys know me, you know, I like my elevation and my views and my mountains and whatever else. And, you know, I... I, I try to find something that will lend itself to give me that experience and i saw that in the dominican republic at first i was looking at these pictures thinking that this has to be a mistake this must be in uh in in brazil rio de janeiro because i was seeing this christ the redeemer pictures and you know high high above the mountains and like i would send it to people even shout out to beatrix i showed it to her and she's like no that's not that's that's in brazil i'm like yeah, it does look like it. Or she was at least skeptical. Maybe she wasn't saying it was 100% in Brazil, but she was like, "That's not. is that really Dominican? I don't think that's Dominican Republic. I was like, I kind of agree with you, but then I kept looking and I saw that that's exactly what it was. It was there. And there was this uh, excursion that had cable cars that led up to that. So um, that's what I was immediately interested in doing. Now, it was a little daunting because it definitely looked very high. I think we were talking like, in the uh area of like i don't know 4000 i don't know what it was it was very high very high higher than like you know like i said i love going through the saint thomas mountains and you know those are really really nice give you some really good views 1000 couple of 1000 feet but this was a different thing and um i was wondering if there was still a way that i could get up there even though the cable cars which let's be honest those might have been horrifying those might have been the scariest thing of all but uh It is what it is. So I was like, you know, yeah, people, I posted it in the cruise group, the Facebook group for the gym, uh, you know, February 18th. And people were saying, yeah, you could still go up there. Uh, You just got to take a cab or you got to hike. And the hiking thing, listen, that's, that's, I'm not saying you can't do it. But first of all, if you don't know how to do it, if you don't know the, 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 the trail, no, you can't do that. And even if there is a trail, that's. Uh, again, that's a daunting, daunting task to get up there. So, I mean, basically, you're looking at it. You could see it's it's in the clouds. Like, I remember getting off the ship and or being on the ship and looking at it. You're like, damn, that's in a freaking cloud. You can't see the top of it because it's covered in a cloud. So, I was determined to get up there. So, after I do my thing, I get off the uh, treadmill, go have my breakfast. Uh, I go down, and now I'm immediately... Tiano Bay is the cruise port. It's beautiful. We'll talk about that in a second, but I wasn't even looking. I just wanted to go and get in a cab and see if I can get up there. And I asked the first cab driver I saw. He said, yeah, I could tell he didn't want to do it. He said, it's like a hundred bucks. And I was like, you can't be. Oh, no, he said 125 bucks. So I was like, is that much? Like it's, I'm looking at it. It's right there. I'm pointing to it. We can't just go up there like a cab ride, like 20 bucks, 30 bucks. He's like, are you crazy? And then uh, I meet another guy. He says, all right, let's walk into town. I'll find you a driver. So now I know how this goes. This is going to be like my guide. I got to pay him and tip him. Then he's going to pass me off to a driver, of which another one I got to pay full price, then tip again. So he takes me down the block, finds me a driver. Now, I'm not going to get into details, huge details on this story. I told the horrifying story on patreon blow by blow i'll skim over it here so i get into this cab this guy did not look like any sanctioned cab driver uh there was nothing to let me know that he was a cab driver but (laughs) either way i got in so this was uh the ride was terrifying the ride had me wondering whether or not I would 100% make it back to the cruise ship. I wasn't sure what I was a part of, uh, I I'm, and I'm not going to... I don't want to skip. I, this podcast is running long already. Plus, I don't want to repeat myself. So, again, if you're interested in the Patreon, I do have a Patreon account. The Patreon is an extension of this show. I do intermittent shows. I try to do one a couple of times a week. I haven't been, uh, but there is loads and loads of back catalog episodes on the Patreon. I eventually will get back into more regular ones, and I think that's going to happen sooner than later. Uh, Watch, just watch. And uh, I did one on this particular drive. And this drive uh, up this mountain had me questioning everything. (laughs) There was a lot of issues, a lot of problems. Obviously, everything ended up working okay. Spoiler alert. alert, But it was a little daunting going up. So either way, made it all the way up there, looked down upon the cruise ship that you could barely see. And I can tell you, That was the highest I've been in a long time. I think I was higher in the Rockies when I was going to uh, California or whatever. But just going from sea level on such a sharp, I guess, difference from sea level to up that mountain was, I mean, it was daunting. Looking down, it just didn't, it almost didn't feel right. It was gorgeous, beautiful. I mean, incredible. I posted pictures. You probably saw them. Absolutely breathtaking, but at the same time, you're up in some thin air looking down on, I mean, you can cover your cruise ship with half a fingernail from the view that you get up there, and uh, that was it, so I made my way down, that was adventurous also, again, Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash always be booked. It's $5 a month for some extra shows and some extra content and supporting this show if you like what you're hearing. Anyway, ended up getting down the hill, went back to Tiano Bay. Now, again, if you listen to the Patreon, you'd know why I was in such a celebratory mood when I got back down off the hill. Now I'm in the cruise port proper, and I have to tell you guys, this is one of, if not the best kept secret in cruising, Tiano Bay Cruise Port. A beautiful, they're still not done building it, I don't think, but a gorgeous, gorgeous pool, multiple bars, clean, safe, everything. Amazing, amazing place to spend an entire day. Absolutely free, except for if you're going to do food and beverages. But they have a restaurant there. They have a place to shop, places to shop. Tiano Bay in Porto Plato, Dominican Republic was amazing. So what I did there was I got a drink, uh, double pina colada. I was just feeling celebratory. So I got a pina colada with the floater, hung out, finished that, got another one, went around the pool, into the pool. And that's where I met Sheila. And her friend, I'm so, so, so sorry. I don't remember the other friend's name. Again, I do my best. I don't always remember. But Sheila I met... And her other friend, and they had uh, Sheila had her daughter, and we were hanging out, and we were having a cool conversation. We were enjoying ourselves in the pool. they uh have ties to Long Island and Queens, so they knew some of the places that I worked at, and we just were really enjoying it We, we were enjoying ourselves in the pool it was just it, the pool is gorgeous there, but then I realized I was having so much fun talking to them that I realized I was probably baking in the sun, you know, being an albino myself. So I got out of the pool. I said, I'll be right back. I know that they had just ordered a drink. When I got over there, their drink was being made. I instructed the bartender to put that drink on my tab so they were cool. And then I just decided I was going to hang out under this hut for a little while so as to escape from the sun. Then I met a gentleman by the name of Fernando. And boy, I'm going to tell you something again. Just You connect with people sometimes. You know what I mean? You just connect with people and you start up a conversation. And, guys, it's not a coincidence where you are. You're sitting. I mean, I posted pictures of this thing, and I'll post one again. This is what I'll do. I'm going to release this episode tonight, and then I'm going to do a post that's going to basically capture Tiano Bay as much as possible. Now, I was half in the bag, so I wasn't 100% thinking That I was going to capture Tiano Bay the way it should be captured with, uh, you know, it wasn't like a planned vlog with Tiano Bay, but I'm going to do all the Tiano Bay stuff that I have and put it on one post so you'll see to the best of my ability what I'm talking about. But that has to have some sort of an effect of you just being able to kind of just like meet people, be kind to them open up, and just have great connections and great conversations. And that's exactly what I did with Fernando and his crew when he started telling me about his girlfriend in Canada and his brother who plays baseball, and he plays baseball, and he was giving me, you know, Dominican Republic is very, very rich in baseball history. But I told him the story of what I did as far as going up that mountain and how terrified I was. And he goes, hey, man, you know, sometimes the greatest things come from when you're most afraid. And then I said to him, you know what? That's, I was like, do you know Will Smith? And he's like, yeah. I was like, you know, he said, that's his thing. He said the greatest things are on the other side of fear. And And he goes, yes, he said that when he jumped out of an airplane. I'm like, holy shit, you know the whole thing. So we were talking about the same exact quote from the same exact situation that's coming from, will smith and yeah corny who cares it's a will smith thing but it was just cool that we were referring to the same thing and we just really hit it off we were talking back and forth they got my facebook i think he's gonna you know he's probably gonna hear this shout out to fernando um but again the girls were over there the girl the uh, sheila and her friend were like what the hell are you doing over there i'm like well i originally was freaking getting out of the sun but then i just caught up with these guys in fernando and we just ended up having a great conversation and it was really really cool so they they saw me and they were like are you uh are you gonna go back to the ship and i'm like yeah you know i have this thing where i'm kind of like a lot of times i like to be the last person on the ship and they started laughing so then they made their way back on the ship they were like Yo, let's get your number first before you you know so i was like yeah so we exchanged numbers and uh they they went back so now it's literally just me Sun is still up, so we don't get a sundown routine, but everybody's gone. Like, Fernando, they're all like, like Tommy, what are you doing? Like, there's nobody else here. There's a. am like, yeah, I know. I see the ship. I see that it's still tied up. I know they want you back on board at 530. Big deal. It's 534 right now. Nobody's going anywhere. We're fine. So I just literally start lumbering around this island. I start going up to shopkeepers, talking to them, saying, hi, I'm in the best mood you could imagine. I order a Presidente, so as to be when in Rome. And I'm just having a great time solo, floating around this gorgeous, gorgeous uh, man-made island, man-made cruise port. And I see the guys who are kind of working the dock. I sat down, spent some time with them, and I'm sitting there spending time with them to the point where I'm telling them about where I went in the island, and they're telling me, uh, "Yeah, we're the guys who kind of untie the ship and we get it, get you out of here." I think you know, I think you're a little late, but that's okay. I'm happy that you're drinking President Day beer. Was what they're telling me. It was broken English, but I was understanding. We were kind of telling them how beautiful their island is, and you know, when did I come back? Where should I go? The cruise line sent a freaking uh, a, a, a taxi, you know, one of those um, one of those golf carts. They sent them to me and the guy's like, what are you doing? I'm like, "What? Well, I'm just hanging with the locals, hanging with the guys They're like you got to go. I'm like, yeah, but I'm still finishing my beer. Like, buddy, you got to go get in the, the get in the freaking car. <laughs> I'm like, I guess I got to get in. So I got in the, uh, the 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 golf cart and they drove me back up. So now I'm just trying to finish my presidente. They say no, bring your beer on the ship. You got, we gotta go. Come on, there was no like pier run. It was a pier ride, and um, you know there was uh, no like loud applause or anything like that. Nobody was really in a rush. There was no real rush. You know what I mean? I there was no harm. There was a victimless crime. This pier run It was a beautiful, good, and great, great, great day. Uh, like I said, Saint Martin was probably the was definitely the best day. And Dominican Republic was very, very close behind. Really, 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 really enjoyable. I'm trying to think on the way out. Who else? What else? No, I said uh, Janice. I said shout out to her. Shout out to Sheila and her friend and and her daughter. And I'm an asshole for not knowing the names. Oh, big shout out to the guy who runs the freaking brewery. There's a farmer slash brewery slash cidery. Uh, in New Paltz, New York, him and his friend, two great dudes, and I'm an asshole, forgot both the names, that I got an excuse for, I was a little banged up, and uh, I'm hoping this part, i hope when they hear it, because I want to go to New Paltz and check out this brewery, I definitely want to make it up there, so shout out to those fellas, shout out to Jen, Maldonado the entertainer on board I want to give a big shout out to uh Mike and Melissa they were awesome shout out to Ryan shout out to the to to the guy and the couple that that um said what's up to me at the bar crawl that knew the podcast already uh big shout out to um Bob and Ann Don Don and Ann sorry Don and Ann from Staten Island with the Galamad uh shout out to uh, who else was out there um oh man i'm hoping i'm not forgetting anybody but it it really really was a good time and it really really was some great people that i met and for a solo cruise for 10 days i got absolutely not only nothing to complain about but one of the few best cru- i won't say like if you if you got to rank the 28 cruises i'm not going to put this in the top 5 But I will say that day in St. Martin was up there in or close to the top five best days I've ever had at sea. And overall on a cruise, overall for the cruise, it was a damn good cruise. And it really got me really, really pumped to the point where, of course, I'm looking for the next one. Guys, don't forget, we got the Pirates and Pier Runners Part 2 coming, October 15th, eight days on a lore of the seas out of Fort Lauderdale. It's going to be an absolute one for the ages, I promise you. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com if you want to get involved with that at all. We got close to like 20 people already. We're probably going to go past 30, I'm hoping, um, or maybe even more, who knows. The Facebook group, uh, Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge the group on Facebook, Instagram, Always Be Booked. And if you want to be a part of the show, please write me an email. I got no emails this week. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. If you sent me an email and I didn't read it yet, re-forward that email. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. We'll put it up. We'll put it out there um, and and, and we'll we'll, we'll get going. Uh, Shout out to Vladimir, the bartender. Uh, The great outdoors, he was amazing. I want to give a shout out to the crew of 16-year-olds or whatever. There was this crew of 16-year-olds on this cruise ship that, you know, I usually call these types of people terrorists, (laughs) And they kind of were a little bit. They weren't bad, you know. They were just everywhere. There was a group of guys, kids, and boys and girls, kids, whatever. And you know, they're doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. Their parents drag them on this cruise, and then they find each other and they have. You know, to me, I feel like these sixteen-year-olds, the fourteen, fifteen, sixteen-year-olds, they get dragged on these cruises, family vacations, but then they end up meeting lifelong friends as well. You know what I mean? You could tell. This crew of, I don't know, there was like 12 of them. I swear they had to chop her in freaking cherries. Every bar I was at, they were in there playing around, having fun, enjoying themselves, but harassing every bartender for Shirley Temple's. I mean, a a Shirley Temple record had to have been set on this cruise ship. and. They were like asking for extra cherries. The bartenders were like, listen, we were young once. We know we were young once, but I got—I can't give you all my cherries. I can't. It was really, really funny. And a funny thing at the end, there was a comedy show on the last night. And uh, this comedian, I don't know, let me know. If you were on this cruise, let me know if he got any better. I had to leave. But um, I, I saw the New York State of Mind show with Jen, and she killed it. And then right after that, there was a comedy show. And... The kids went up into the balcony. Now, this was supposed to be an adults-only 18 and over show. And it was hysterical because the introducer, the host, got on and said, and now get ready for a stand-up comedy. This is adults-only comedy. So you do have to be 18 years old to be in this show. And then they go, we mean you, teenagers in the balcony. And then the spotlight guy shined the giant spotlight on them. And... The kids just sat there, and then they said, let's go, and even a chant broke out. You got to go. You got to go, because the show was getting held up because these 16-year-olds were trying to watch this comedy show, but they weren't 18, so they were getting kicked out, but they just literally sat there like nothing happened to the point where the the host of the show just went, all right, hopefully they behave. (laughs) <laughs> and they just let him stay and went on with the show. Now I only heard one or two jokes because this uh, the comedian. Let's just call it not my favorite, uh, so I had to bounce out of there. But that was it. So I think it was the night before the last night of the cruise. Uh, they they were showing. <laughs> you know, listen, you're down to the bottom of the barrel of activities when you're looking at what the movie is, what they're showing on the big screen. Now, it's cool when they do it under the stars, but it's still, even though, okay, really, you're going to watch movies? Yeah, but either way, that's not a bad night to spend. If you've got an eight-night cruise and you want to chill one night and watch a movie on the Lido deck with some popcorn and a nice blanket under the stars, nothing wrong with that. Uh, but when you're on a solo cruise on the Norwegian Gem, on the ninth day, and they're showing Casablanca in the atrium, and you're like, "Oh, that's interesting." <laughs> so that's exactly what did happen. I was like, you know, cruised out. We had a great time running around, you know, doing all this stuff, having fun. Yeah, it was it was a chill cruise, but it was it was a it was a busy cruise. I was doing a lot. But on the night before the last night, they're showing. Casablanca. Now I've seen it I think a long long time ago but you're talking about a classic movie and uh it started at 10:30. So I'm like is this the worst move? You know, you go in, you sit down, get yourself a cup of coffee, you're on a cruise ship and you watch Humphrey Bogart in one of his most in one of what is the most famous pieces of filmmaking in 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 all of American history. Why not? So that's what I did. I did feel weird about it, though. I was like, dude, with it, this is what it's come to? Really just sitting in the lobby watching Casablanca? But there, I, Listen, at the end of the day, I laugh at it, but no, I'm not ashamed of it. Um, also, I did have a night eating at O'Shehan's. And that was good. So that was it for that. I didn't necessarily go to Oshi Hands. I wanted to make sure I experienced it once. And uh, you know, the night they do shut the buffet down, they used to have a buffet, a portion of the buffet that would go. Uh, 24 hours and they would cut down most of the buffet but they'd be like pizza and burgers or pizza and chicken fingers or or stuff like that hot dogs if you really wanted something you can grab something in one little they would clean up the whole buffet except one little area but they didn't do that on this ship per se what also needs to be said and I haven't mentioned this yet I should have probably mentioned it earlier is that I don't recall any cruise that I've ever been on Where across the board, the crew was as nice as they were on this cruise. From the buffet down to the main dining room to everywhere in the ship whatsoever, 100%. There's an exception. I'm going to say it in a second. But um, across the board, everybody, if if you got within six feet of anybody, they were greeting you with a very, very warm smile. I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, It was just, again, it can't be said enough from everybody across the board on the ship. Usually, like I said, it's the 30 30 30. Usually, you have 30% of the people who are doing uh, their job well. of the people who are going above and beyond, and then 30% of the people who were on the last contract and really want no part of any of it. Usually, that's what you get. In this cruise, it was 90-10. 90% of the people that you encountered on this cruise ship were so very happy to smile, say hi, be accommodating, and be of service. It was really, really, really cool. So as a whole, the dining, uh, I told you, the main dining room was lackluster the entire cruise. The buffet, when I said it was rough in the beginning, by the end of the cruise, I don't know what happened. I don't know why. I don't know what the deal was, but it literally got better every single day. From a selection standpoint and a quality standpoint, I found myself really, really enjoying the buffet. Now, I would do the buffet for lunch. My rhythm pretty much was fruit for breakfast, nothing until like maybe three or four o'clock, and then uh, I would do a late night uh was well, not late night a uh, uh, dinner like a late dinner and uh the buffet was really really impressive at the end of the day it was it was an impressive buffet even even though i talked a bunch of crap at the beginning of the show it i, I forgot to say how good it eventually got and then the other thing was i did one night at la cucina la cucina the food was good every dish was good i have to say The problems I have was with the service. They were not friendly in that room. That was the only experience on the entire cruise where they just weren't friendly. They were trying to just get you out of there. And on the menu, they called it uh, mozzarella and tomato salad. No, they called it a burrata and tomato salad. It was no burrata. It was mozzarella. It was just little balls of fresh mozzarella, but it was not a burrata. By any stretch of the imagination, so that was just false. And then the other, the 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 that was the first course. Although it tasted very good, it was enjoyable. Then the second course was a carbonara, which very little on the carbonara side. It was mostly pasta. It was more of an Alfredo than a carbonara. No problem. It wasn't bad. But then the asabuco was absolutely delicious. I had maybe like three or four braised meat or braised slow-cooked beef dishes. They missed on every single one. The tenderness may have been there but they were all kind of like uh, I guess a little a little tough and dry. They looked great. But when you ate it, the flavor was a little lacking and it was a little dry. They nailed the asabuco and the tiramisu it was delicious as well. But the other problem I had was that the guy was—I'm sitting there eating the dessert and he's handing me my sign-out sheet. He's handing me my check, my bill. I'm like, why wow, you in a rush, huh? And he goes, huh. So it just that was that was left a bad taste in my mouth. That was the last dinner of the of the of the cruise too, so it sucked because that kind of like left a little bit of a bad taste, but. It, it was what it was and was fine. So if that's if that's all I had to complain about, the food in general was very good um, in the buffet, bad in the main dining room. Uh, the entertainment was really, really good across the board. You had Jen. Uh, the comedian was a little rough. But the, 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 the band that they had, the pop band that they had, I forgot the name of the band. They were phenomenal. The, the girl in the band was adorable uh she was singing and went to a show they did uh the beatles and it was kind of random the beatles and queen tribute and it was a woman singing the whole thing but she was really good so i wasn't complaining about any of that and then uh the uh the the, the The piano, the guitar singer. I'm sorry, the guitar singer was really good, Filipino guy, but with a real, real rough and uh, gravelly voice that really had a lot of depth to it. Thought he was great. Piano guy was great. They had a trumpeter that was that was playing all the time. Casino, okay, casino. What did I do in the casino? Only did one day in the casino. I bought in for three hundred bucks. I probably got as high as winning eight hundred. But I left winning with 400. okay so I just did one day in the casino and my friends and, and, and former me would be like what who does that? Who goes in the casino buys in for 300, wins 400 and then walks away never to play again for the for the cruise. That's what I did. I just had that 700 in my in my in my so I had started with the 300, won the 400 so I cashed in for 700 so I had $700 bills in my pocket. And I I used it to spend on board or spend in ports or whatever here and there. And I just didn't want to go back in. I didn't want to lose. the So I walked off the ship with 300. So I spent 400 on board, whether it was the climb in Dominican Republic, whether it was whatever I did in the jet ski, whatever, all that stuff. I spent that with the money that I won in the casino and was able to walk off the ship with the $300 that I originally put in. So I was happy about that. Yes, old me or some of my friends may have taken that 300 It would have been burning too much of a hole in your pocket, so you want to go back in and, and, and see if you could turn that into a 1000 I did not. I walked off the ship with that $300. Anyway, Facebook group, Instagram, everything, all things, YouTube, always be booked. Join us on the Pirates and Peer Runners Part 2 cruise, Aruba Nights. What do I What is this? Pulling teeth? To get you to go to Aruba with 30 people for 12 for a 12-hour stint in Aruba, eight-day cruise on one of the biggest ships in the world? Come on, at a great rate. I have some great rates for this cruise. If you're interested, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. You guys are the best. Boat drinks, cones.
0: There's a place where the boat is from it takes away all of your big problems. You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat is from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part set of them nine hundred tree. And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot. And I know this is the place for me. Get away. Where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves Jimmy Perfectly good island somewhere, but I'll ride the boats and don't grab your coat. You won't need it where we are going. Get away to where the boat from. It takes away. I love your big problems. You could worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat from. Pick me up. Pick me up. Pick me up. Put me down. to where the boat is from it takes away. I look your big problems. You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat is from, so get away. To where the boat is from it takes away. I look your big problems, you got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the So get away. To where the bullies from it takes away. Look at big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from